Welcome to Target Cancer, a podcast about how health technology is affecting lives and changing the world for patients and oncologists. Hi, my name is Mika. Uh, I'm the CEO of Xcures, a company that works with cancer patients to help them organize their information and then to identify uh, treatment options uh, to consider with them and their physician. And I'm joined here today by uh, Jessica. Jessica, tell us about you and uh, your story. Hi, nice, or sorry, thank you for having me on. Um, My name is Jessica. I'm actually a stage four cancer survivor. So I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I um, was actually misdiagnosed for several years, but I was diagnosed in 2016 with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I've been in remission for five years. So how were you misdiagnosed? What, What happened? Um, I actually went to probably 10 different physicians and just, it was like one thing after another, like I had every symptom of lymphoma, but no one could put together all the missing pieces. So it was like the doctors told me I had allergies. I had acid reflux. I, um, was working out too much. Just like, and basically I had everything but cancer. So. And so what yeah. was the, like, what, what, so that's always interesting to me. Cause I hear that where people are misdiagnosed or it takes a long time to actually figure out that it is cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, are there things you think were obvious or was it just really hard, like you said, to put it all together? Um, um, I think for me, I, I actually work in the medical industry and people just didn't really take me seriously because I was young. At the time I was 27. Mm, and so people just, yeah, I was very young and people just assumed like I look healthy, so I am healthy, but I was everything but healthy. So I, I essentially had every single symptom. It's just no one really took my complaints seriously. So, yeah. So tell us a little um, about Hodgkin's lymphoma and then what were the treatments and like, how did you, I guess you, you work in the medical field. I don't mm-hmm. know how familiar were you with Hodgkin's lymphoma from your work beforehand? Well, um, so I'm then, actually, yeah. yeah. So I was in, at that time I was a pharmaceutical rep, but in dermatology, so obviously not really very familiar with cancer, but um, I, so lymphoma is basically cancer of your lymph nodes, it's your immune system. And so I had like a chronic cough for probably like two and a half years. I just coughed all day, all night. And doctors told me that I had um, allergies. I had acid reflux, GERD, like it was like just one thing after another. Um, so it started out as a cough and then it progressed. Like I had swollen lymph nodes on my neck, um, underneath my arms, basically like all over my body. I would wake up sweating. I had night mm-hmm. sweats. I lost a ton of weight. I had no appetite and I had like very bad pain in my abdomen, which I worked out a lot. So the doctors told me I probably like, you know, sprained a muscle or something like that. So it was just basically one thing after another. Those are really hard symptoms like that. that yeah. I mean, the coughing and sweating at night and, mm-hmm. and kind of feeling, I, I would think like malaise, right? Just like fatigued, you just didn't feel yeah. good. Right. Exactly. Like to the point where like I literally couldn't function during work. Like I couldn't even walk because I was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was crazy. And so then what was like the trigger point where it was like, okay, it all kind of came together and it was like, whoa, wait a minute. So this is... <sighs> When it's when my my abdomen started just hurting so bad. And at that time I was taking Pilates classes. And so I went to urgent care and I told them like I literally like can't even walk because my abdomen hurts so bad. And they said that I had sprained a muscle and to stop doing the classes. Mm -hmm. And so then the next day I went back and 
I that's a heck of a Pilates session, by the way. <laughs> I know. Right. Exactly. I was like, I literally can't walk. I can't go to work. Like something's wrong with me. So they, so I went to urgent care and they told me I had gallstones and that I could just basically let them pass. And my mom's actually a nurse. And so at that time, um, she asked for my blood work. So I sent it to her and my white blood cell count was like dangerously high. And she told me go to the emergency room because obviously like it's not gallstones not kidney stones, whatever, you can't let this pass. And so I ended up going to the emergency room and I was there for two weeks and then they finally diagnosed me. So wow. crazy story. Yeah. Crazy story. Yeah. And so then mm-hmm. um, how, how did, how is Hodgkin's lymphoma treated? And like, how did you understand the treatment options? Like, are there, there like, so now you, you kind of know what it is. Right. And then so, you yeah. have to so, suddenly like learn all this stuff and make a whole bunch of decisions. Right. Well, so. so the thing is like the first hospital that I ended up in, that's where I was diagnosed. Um, I was there for two weeks. And so basically they told me like, after I got my PET scan that it had metastasized into every organ and that they just weren't equipped to treat me. They're like, you have to go on hospice. And so obviously my family freaked out and was like, they're not, you're not going on hospice. You're 27 years old. Like that's just not an option for you right now. Luckily, like by the grace of God, I was transferred to my current cancer center where they treated me, but um, I had to start chemo immediately. Like when I was, did you go into like regular chemo or did you go into a clinical trial? No, I did. So I did. So for Hodgkin's lymphoma, the standard chemo that patients get is ABVD. And since that wasn't an option for me, I had to do a thing called escalated BCOP, which they do it a lot in Europe and Australia, but in the US, it's not very common. So it's like salvage chemo. It's basically like a similar chemo to what they would do before a transplant. Got it. So yeah, so I had that for six months and then I had radiation after that. Wow. And so they're they're basically taking out your immune system, right? In, exactly. Is it? Got it. Yes. And then radiation therapy. And then, and how long did that go on for? Well, actually, so I, so I had four cycles of chemo and then it stopped working. So then Mm -hmm. I went for radiation and then I did more chemo after that. Got it. Wow. So it was about like eight months of treatment. And were were there other, it sounds like when you were discussing the options and kind of learning about them, it sounds like what you did, I'm just not that familiar with it. You Mm -hmm. said it's something they do in other countries. How did you learn, like, were there like thinking about some of the other listeners, right? Was, was there like a place that helped you kind of figure this out or was it the cancer no, center? Like there, how did there, you- Honestly, when I was diagnosed, I feel like there was really no resources. Like I was on Facebook and like a support group, but it just, I just Googled everything and I realized mm-hmm. like, wow, they really don't do this treatment in the U.S. Like, so I was kind of concerned about that. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I didn't have any other options. So it was like, this was the best option. And that's just what I had to do. So got it. Um, yeah. I mean, one but, of the things I, I always think about is Google is really hard. Like you, you have training to understand medical literature, right? Been working as a pharmaceutical salesperson, right? You, you've been introduced to all these medical concepts. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I work in the field. I'm not a doctor or anything, but I, even I like, I have a hard time digesting everything that's on Google, like most of the time. Right. Right. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely scary. <laughs> so yeah, so it was that and then like the support groups on Facebook, which honestly were not helpful at all. Like they probably hmm. did more harm than good. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Explain that. Some people love them. Like, why, why do you feel like they did? Harm? I just feel like they were very, very negative. Like once I t- like I would post about my treatment and people would be like, you can't do that. Like that's so toxic. You 
And there's just a lot of people that are against chemo too in these support groups, which is bizarre, but I mean, that's just how it is, I guess. So it just was like super negative and I just- So these are cancer patients who are against chemo? They're they're not cancer patients. They're like family members of patients with cancer. It's it's really weird how everything works out, but Hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So where are you now in in the journey, Jessica? What's going on? So I reached my five-year mark in August, so I'm considered technically cured. Yes. I love that story. That's amazing. I know. know. Honestly, I'm so excited. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. And especially to come from where you you started, because I mean, you were, you were, and I've I've heard this a few times and it's, it's, um, it's rarer than I would like it to be. Obviously all of us would like it to be, but it's just always like, so it feels so good to hear someone who is like going to be in hospice, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're told that's what, that's what the option is. Like the option is basically give up. Um, Exactly. And then they find treatment options, right? Because mm-hmm. there are treatment options out there and there are things to consider. And I guess to your point about maybe some of the feedback that you got, maybe not every options for every person, you kind of need to understand what they are, right? Right. And right. what the risks exactly. are. But it is possible that one of those things could work for you. And the, I, exactly. I think the only way to know is you have to try it. Like there, there's no data, like there's no information in, in most of this space. Um, right. Um, Overall, so do you still continue to participate with um, with the cancer center? Or are you part of like a long term? Yeah. yeah. So I actually like throughout my journey, I started a blog just to document everything because I found that like when I was diagnosed, I didn't know, you know, like how to handle this situation. Like I didn't know anyone else who had cancer, so I just felt like I should share my story just to get it out there. And mm-hmm. then from there, I I wrote a book. Um, and now I have a company called chemo kits. And so what I do is I make care packages for cancer patients. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, tell so. me, first of all, well, you, we covered two things there. I want to kind of, uh, step back and highlight, T- tell mm-hmm. us about your book. What, what's the book? And so my book is about? called, it's called talk cancer to me, my guide to kicking cancer's booty. It's basically like a, a guidebook to cancer and like how to handle everything, like what you go through, like tips and tricks, things like that. Like what okay. I found helpful during my and it's av- available on Amazon or it's, yeah it's available on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble yes excellent awesome yeah and then it sounds like you so you make um, like care packages is that yes. correct so your company and what what's yeah. in those kind of care packages so there's ones for children and there's ones for women and men um, just mm-hmm. basically like it's like a little pick me up gift like for the patients like things that they would need in the hospital like turbans for when they lose their hair, pill containers, notebooks, just like feel good items. Awesome. Ginger candies. And yeah. What's the name of the company? It's called Chemo Kits. Chemo Kits. Okay. Yeah. And uh, is, is there a website? There is. It's chemo-kits.com. And there's an Instagram. Chemo Kits. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Jessica, I'm so glad to hear the story of survival and resilience. That's really cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So um, just in summary, is there like one kind of take-home message, lesson uh, you'd Um, like to leave for everyone? I would say definitely like if you're going through a diagnosis with cancer, just know that you're not alone because there are so many other people your age going through the exact same thing. Like I've met so many people through just social media um, that I've met obviously like in real life. They're now best friends of mine that have literally gone through the same exact thing and they all came out stronger you know, and they survived it. So there's definitely hope. 
Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you, Jessica. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and chatting with us. Of course. Love it. Cool. Have a wonderful afternoon. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.